Welcome to episode number 158, Real Estate Investing. This is the Rotated Views Podcast with Jimmy Lee and the crew, giving you life from various perspectives. Welcome to our level. We hope you enjoy the views. Brought to you by the Blessed Lifestyle brand. Visit bl3ssed.com to get blessed. Also sponsored by The Motivation Files Unleashed. This motivational mixtape will be your fuel for success. Available on all platforms. All right, you are now tuned into the Rotated Views podcast. I am your host, Jimmy Lee Velez. I'm here with Gabe Heck, Goose, Dante Reeves, Real Estate Investing. Uh, in this episode, we have special guest Dante Reeves. We cover topics that range from property management, investment properties, flipping, fixer-uppers, and much more. We wrap the episode up with quotes from Winston Churchill and Helen Keller. Guys, if you're new, don't forget to download and subscribe. We drop a new episode every Tuesday morning for your listening pleasure. Kicking things off. Dante, thank you for joining us, man. Uh, we appreciate it. You joined us back in December of last year. We had to get you back on. Uh, previously, you talked a little bit about uh, real estate investing, and uh, I know throughout the year, uh, you've been hitting the the investment part uh, pretty heavy, and uh, so we want to bring you back on so you can share some knowledge uh, with the listeners, so we appreciate you coming back on. Not a problem. Um, I also want everyone to know the massive support uh, that uh, Dante and his company has shown, the Blessed Lifestyle brand, uh, time and time again. Um, he's bought over $800 worth of uh, you know the lifestyle brand stuff so throughout the whole year. And I want to thank you for that. I appreciate the support. Um, definitely, you know, a, a leader in the community. Uh, you know, husband, dad, everything's you know lining up for you. We're 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 super stoked to have you here, man. Appreciate it. I appreciate the opportunity, guys. Man, it's a good thing you guys are doing. So it's nice to put a little platform out there for small business owners and regular people. Just to get a little bit of exposure to the public and yeah. the local community, so it's a good thing. Absolutely. Um, so, so let's just talk a little bit. Jump right in. Prior to um, you know this episode, we talked about your your actual business, um, um, but the real estate thing is really what caught my eye um, because it was something different that I didn't even know you were doing initially. And then you start sharing a bunch of videos. Um, on social media, which grabbed a lot of people's attention because what you're showing is teaching us, the people who, you know, who, you know, look forward to investing at, at some point, um, where, where did that just, did that come out of nowhere? Were you always investing in property? Yeah, well, I've been investing since 2012. Um, I started, I got my real estate license back in 2009, um, which ultimately my goal was to be a real estate investor. And then yeah. I, established my LLC in 2010, which is reduced price real estate. Okay. That's the company that I currently own that I buy and sell properties with and I also buy and hold properties. Um, I do have a couple other real estate entities because it is kind of smart to separate each asset. Okay. Um, but the volume has really picked up so much for me that I kind of mushed some of it together, which isn't the the most fi financially secure way to go about it. But yeah. I'm just being honest. That's the way I've done a lot of it. Um, so most a lot of investors that I learned from, they actually separate all their deals with separate corporations. So they carry each each house carries its own liability. Gotcha. And for me, a lot of the way I'm doing this, um, I have some investors that back me on certain things. I, I put up a lot of my own capital, but I also have some financial backing from people that believe in my mission and my purpose nice. and my process. 
and they've seen that it works and it you know produces results for both of us so it's just been mutually beneficial relationships nice so so how did how did your first uh property work was it something that you actually wanted for yourself and then you ended up flipping it or how that or you just did you and what kind of property was it um i was a single family residence right in uh, orangewood across from the orangewood apartments it's yeah. still there nice family bought it back in 2011 okay that was my first one i bought um it was a foreclosed home, very very distressed situation. Yeah, um, husband and wife separated. Guy was a marine. She couldn't get the guy out of the house. Yeah, he wouldn't leave. It wound up going into foreclosure. We wound up buying a project. Wow. Um, for pennies on a dollar, I think it was like seventy five thousand. Wow. It was worth like two hundred k. Um, I estimated putting like forty thousand in it. Wound up spending like seventy thousand to do it. Wow. Um, and I, that was my actually my first year in business. So I wound up managing, trying to manage the demolition company, which wasn't established at all at the time, to going into my first flip where I had no experience, no knowledge. Just right. I just been a hit the ground type of guy, and I let the everyday business suffer. Managing the real estate project went over budget made a crazy agreement with somebody and gave them 25% of the profits, which they wound up making more money than I did. Wow. I managed wow. it for six months. Sheesh. I wound up walking away. I think I got all my money back and I made like less than 10,000 profit. Right, right, right. So that was a big eye opener for me. Um, but, what, but what you, what you made mentally and the growth was I'm sure priceless. No, no, no. it was frustrating. It was taxing. <laughs> I wasn't sure if I was going to do it again. And that's where a lot of people, wow. You know, I'm being very transparent and honest with you. You know, yeah. that like these are like my real feelings and like really the the motion, emotions that I went through doing it. You yeah, know, yeah. there's it's like a roller coaster the real estate game is. Um a lot of people think you get in, you always do make your money on the buy, but if your your numbers don't equate to what your estimations were on the buy, yeah. As far as your rehab and your money cost and everything else that goes into it, your seller's assist, your closing costs, your points, your conveyance, if those numbers don't line up, that ultimately kicks in and kills your profits, right, right, right. which a lot of people don't know. They go into the first deal, they overspend on the purchase, they overinvest on the rehab, they don't obtain the sales price they thought, and that's how a lot of people go bankrupt on their first deal. And then real estate, they you know they get a sour taste in their mouth. Oh, real estate's not for me. It's not really that it's not for you. You just didn't implement the right process. Right, right, right. You know. So, so, ha so mentally, how did you go from that very uh, taxing situation to when, what? What was like the time frame? when you did your next flip or your next investment. I went right into another flip um, <laughs> about three months later. I love I it. I went in. I love it. And, I mean, i always been an all-in type of guy. I, yeah. You know, something, another deal pulled me right in. And um, wasn't another great deal. I was only yeah. doing one deal a year. From 2011 to 2018, I did seven deals. Okay. One deal, one deal a year. Yeah. It was all I can manage. It was overwhelming. I was trying to get my business to thrive. I was trying to create money for people. You know, I was learning the steps of business. You know, I had yeah. just figured out how to make money for me. Yeah. I was figuring out how to get people to make money for me. Yeah. I mean, I got ahead of myself. I was figuring out how to make money for people. Right. Then I was figuring out how to get people to make money for me. And the real estate's the last goal to get the money to make money. But I was kind of skipping a couple of those steps in between. Right, right. Which that's why I was only able to do one deal, to be honest. Yeah. Um, the organization wasn't in order for me. The management, I was taking on a lot of things. And there was a lot of details in the process that until you go through it, you don't understand and you don't really see them. Yeah. You know, they're just like hidden obstacles that come up that you don't know about unless you've done it. Right. And that's what I was going into the next two or three years after that. And it was real discouraging, man. I ain't going to lie. Yeah. Real discouraging. Nobody believed in it. 
I mean, yeah. even at times, my wife had a little bit of reservations. I mean, she always stuck by me and yeah. supported me in my decisions and what I wanted to do because I, I was still making sure I was taking care of us and wasn't putting us in a financially upside-down situation. Yeah. But there are times, you know, even on that first deal, like, when I put all that money in, I maxed out all my credit cards. Yeah. I maxed out my brother's credit cards. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. borrowed money off. You know, and that, at this point now, now I'm at the point to where I only bring those people in if there's an opportunity for them to make money and it right. benefits them. You know, I'm right. at the point now where if I can't do it myself, I have other resources that I'll be able to back it another way. Or I, I do create some opportunity for some people around me that are investors to make money that do want to that are intrigued by real estate and want to be involved. But I don't really push it upon them anymore. You yeah. know, I just wait for the people that really want to be in the game. So, uh, in your opinion, did, you know, was getting the real estate license a, a good thing? Was it helpful or is it something that somebody needs? Uh, do you recommend that? No, I don't recommend it. I mean, yeah. uh, real estate agents, I know a lot of them, I'm not going to talk bad about them, but yeah, yeah. Uh, my license is in escrow. It wasn't for me. Um, yeah. I got my license to understand market values, market trends, assess areas, assess comps, you know, and learn how to u- utilize it from an investment standpoint. Yeah. Um, what I, at the time I got my real estate license, I had just started the clean out business and I was scrapping, I was doing clean outs and you know, the way they, t- my broker taught me how to do it, cold calling, coming in the office, doing floor time, but I was making more money than him scrapping during the day, working three, four hours. Right. You know what I mean? So right. I was like, it, I didn't really correlate what he was trying to put down. I yeah. was telling him like, dude, it, you can tell me that, but if you ain't doing it yeah. and I'm out here making more money than you, yeah, that's not really transparent to me. Yeah. So I tried it for like six, seven, eight months. I had a couple listings under my belt. I actually didn't sell any houses. Yeah. When I had my license. Yeah. Didn't sell any houses. I had a couple that almost closed. Um, but it was a lot of over promising and under delivering for me. And I was yeah. in that market of 2009 and 2010. Everybody was upside down from the 06, 07, 08 market where right. they overpaid. Now the values were down. The agents that were getting listings were not, you know, they were over promising and under delivering only because of the unrealistic expectation of the seller right and then after three to six months the buyers will become realistic when they see that they can't obtain what they wanted the agent to do and now they would go by the agent's experience and then say okay now i'm going to go it your way and we'll, and then the house would sell right i didn't have time to do to waste like that i needed yeah. money to make every day yeah you know my mind was really on focus on revenue generating things yeah because i had a family i have an autistic daughter i had a yeah. i was a single family income my wife didn't you know have a stable way of creating revenue we had two kids you know and it was i needed to make money every day so how do you uh, how are you finding your listing so now now you become an investor uh three months later you have your second property how are you finding them like you said it was a crazy deal you basically you couldn't refuse yeah i'll get to that the next couple deals after that were like the same way okay um my system I was implementing, it, it didn't really make sense for every deal. You know okay. what I'm saying? So that's why I wasn't, I wasn't finding as many deals as a lot of people were just going out there buying houses. And I didn't have the, the avenues to bring in all the leads. I was getting a lot of deals brought to me, but a lot of them didn't make sense. They were okay. wholesalers that were overpriced. Just every different scenario, short sales, foreclosures, everything. that It just didn't make sense for the way I wanted to buy things. Because the way I buy is like 65 cents on the dollar with purchase and repair costs based upon an actual ARV of comps in the area of sold properties, okay. which is very hard to meet that number in any area. Yeah. Every deal doesn't make sense, but that's why the deals we do, we make money on. 
Right. Because every deal doesn't make sense to do in real estate. Yeah. Um, which I didn't know at that time. I didn't have all the experience. Um, yeah. To, to get back to your point about how I find the deals, a lot of my deals now, I find off my everyday business doing cleanouts because I deal with a lot of investors, homeowners, property managers, real estate agents, people that are in the real estate field. And a lot of times I'm the first step in coming in and either getting a project ready on the demolition side or clean out to sell it or either to go in and demo it and try to sell it to investors. So I'm getting the inside avenue and a link before a lot of these people that are in the same position as me get that foot in the door. So when I'm out there looking at the property, I'm assessing not only the clean out and the demo, but at, before I leave that, if I like that location and I like that property, I'm already letting them people know that this is the price for your clean out. This is the price for your demo. But if you let me bring you a cash offer in 24 hours and buy this house, you don't have to worry about any of that. And wow. I take a lot of the stress out of the process for the people now and add value in different ways that an investor that's not in my position doing this every day can't do. Right, right, right. You know, it's right. a different type of value where I'm kind of giving them something that these other guys can't give. So it makes me a little more valuable. And I'm still bringing the same cash, closing in 30 days, little stress, little hassle, little aggravation. Homeowner has to do nothing to the property. Yeah, yeah. So it's a little more value than someone coming in saying, I want to buy your house, but they, as soon as they walk in the door, oh, you got trash here, you got this. They're beating everything down, yeah. you know, where I can kind of sympathize with that person because they're already stressed out. Right. For one, most of the time they don't have the money to clean them out. Yeah. Because it's a family member's property. Right, right, right. Two, it's a stress on their daily life and it's the inconvenience of what they're already doing. Yeah. And they don't have the time for it. Yeah. So where I come in is expedite and save all that. You know what I mean? You don't have to spend time. You don't have to come back. This can be your last time at this house if you want it to be. Yeah. If you're willing to accept this offer, I bring you in 24 hours. And if they're not, I'm okay with it. I'll still come and do the job and make the money and move on to the next deal. There's a, there's a real estate investor and, you know, uh, financial advisor, I guess, um, Dave Ramsey. And Dave Ramsey uh, has his own radio show for years. Um, dude's multimillionaire, very successful. And his whole thing that he teaches slash preaches is for himself. When he, he invests in, he has a criteria that every single property has to meet before he even says, you know, before he even thinks or even considers uh purchasing the property and it's basically kind of the same concept where not everything makes sense just because it might be a good deal for me doesn't necessarily mean it's a good deal for you um or you know vice versa and and it's amazing because this guy has you know maybe thousands at this point i know he has at least hundreds of properties uh where clearly there's a, a successful pattern there when it comes to, to to the investing but he also talks about um you know the scrapes on his knees that he had experience when he first started out because you come out with a lot of energy. You come out like, like you said, the books can't teach. It's just going to college. You learn about how to be, um, uh, you know, in management and how to be a manager X, Y, and Z. They, those textbooks and, and the same thing with these professors, they don't even, they don't even manage anybody. They're just teaching people that experience. I only got because now I'm managing so many people and then, the book be, then becomes, you know, comes to life, but way more the experience than the book. Yeah, hundred percent, man. And it's there's different strategies and techniques for, you know, for buying and flipping, buying and holding. And you know, seven eight years ago, my mentality, you know, because the way I was taught to flip is that you need to have cash reserves. You need to build cash reserves because when properties don't rent, 
you know, the market changes, you can maintain and hold your properties. I was told it wasn't good to carry real estate debt. A bunch of things that now I don't believe in 100%. Okay. You know, I mean, I have a lot of real estate debt, but I have a lot of real estate equity. Yeah. You know, the, the best debt I have is the real estate debt. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm going through a couple situations now. I, I have a, since the time we talked, I told you I set my goals. Which I think I got like 11 properties right now. Wow. Um, That's awesome. I'm on, I think I bought eight this year i'm closing on one tomorrow that i'm selling and i'm buying another one tomorrow nice and this is actually my first time that i'm actually buying selling and i'm collecting rent on another rental in the same day <laughs> so <laughs> it's like now i'm starting to see there's little upsides to things sure but it takes a long time to get to the point you know to where you can see the light at the end of this tunnel yeah um and the reason why I, I do believe it's still flipping the properties is the way to go in the beginning when you don't have cash reserves or wholesaling, making money. You, you, you do need to have a little bit of capital backing you, whether it's your I always like to have my own as a security and then utilize everyone else's. OK. And I help everyone else make money the same way that I would make money with my own money. Then in turn, I build more relationships and I never have to question money where it's coming from. Right. Right. You know, and so what I started doing the last couple of years told you I set the goals up last year was to buy 10 to 15 properties this year, which I'm definitely going to hit the goal um, on the lower end. Yeah. But I'm still going to hit the goal. Um, and we will actually, by the end of the year, have four to five rentals that will have one, you know, that we don't own a mortgage on. Wow. Two that we're currently refining right now. And the one I'm refining now, I actually went, I'm pulling 20000 more than I have invested in the property. I've had it rented for two years. It's, I mean, I got you know, we'll talk about the financials later, but it's yeah. a double digit return and I'm still cash flowing 500 bucks a month after wow. I get the mortgage. Wow. You know, same scenario, a house I bought four months ago um, was a single family residence. I think we bought it for like 55K. Budget was like 78K. I did a two bedroom apartment upstairs, getting a thousand a month, one bedroom apartment downstairs, getting 850 a month in a single family house. And the mortgage is a thousand bucks a month. Wow. I took a private loan out of 105 because they only appraised it at 160 in the beginning. So on the front end, they only give you 65%. Okay. So with the purchase and repair, they only gave me 104. I had to put the other 30 something up and carry like a $1,100 mortgage. I've been carrying that for six months. I'm actually, those are two other houses that I'm closing on this week as well as the one I'm buying and selling tomorrow. So I have four closings this week wow. and that'll, I'm refining that property out to pay off the old mortgage. They wound up appraising it. Once I did the work to it, the appraisal came back at 209. Whoa. So Whoa. now with that coming back at 209, that 209, they now on the back end, on the second side, give you 75% of value. Okay. So now I'm getting back 157 with the mortgage payment and the 35K I was out. I'm out of pocket 41K. Yeah. All six months, everything I got invested. I'm paying the 104 back. I'm getting the 41 back and I'm putting 11 grand in my pocket. And I'm a cash flow 900 a month forever. Wow. That's awesome. That's one situation. And I just had the house I'm closing on tomorrow is another one around the corner that I already have appraised at 230. We're buying it for 52. We're putting 90 in it. Two bedroom upstairs, two bedroom downstairs, 1100 a month. Cash flow another G a month. So what I'm doing now is every, every three deals, I'm keeping one, I'm flipping two. I'm keep, and I just keep buying. If it makes sense while I'm doing three or five or seven like I'm doing now to keep yeah. two or three. I'll keep two or three. Yeah. You know, because I, I want a hundred, you know, port, hundred package portfolio where I got a hundred rentals, hundred units generating revenue every month. So my, and that's going to happen in the next five years. So a uh, hundred rentals. Yeah. 
Yeah. I love it. Yeah. Awesome. I love it. Yeah, so. Um, so, so what area are, are you referring to? Because you said there's a you had a property and then there's one around the uh, around the way. Is that that area is uh, right off by 52nd and Woodland, one nine one four three zip code. I mean, right now I have, I just sold one house in that area May 29th that I sold that was a flip from last year that we just wound up closing out and selling. That was one of them bad situations I told you with the fire. Yeah, yeah. We yeah. wound up getting rid of that deal. Yeah. Um, the duplex is three blocks over around the corner. Um, the one house we're closing on right around the corner. So I have two properties in that zip code. Um, I have another deal in Brewery Town that I'm closing tomorrow on like 29th and Girard. Okay. I have another, that's on Newkirk Street. That okay. one will be done tomorrow. We have another one on a parallel block that's same 1700 block on Dover that's on the market right now that we already rehabbed. I'm trying to sell that. Okay. Um, I have two three stories in Center City, one by six and south that we're about to sheetrock. Um, I have... One in Center City that's scheduled on Thursday to start. I just got approved for the full. It was a two-story. We're knocking it all down and building a three-story. So this wow. Thursday, I'm going to post some videos. They're going to start the construction of knocking the whole building down. Um, I have the property in Leventown that's in Red Cedar. I just bought that like 10 weeks ago. We're already done the project. I'm, I just wrapped it up today. Wow. That one will be on the market next week. The granite's getting installed tomorrow. And then I have uh, another one down in the 52nd in University City. Okay. That one just got sheetrocked. They're starting paint tomorrow. So all the products are rolling. You know what I mean? It's yeah, like, awesome. it's just like a well-oiled machine. And, you know, I got all the trades in position at the point where I'm at now. It's just like make a phone call. All, I pretty much know where all my guys are going to be. And okay. when they're not where I need them to be with price, I let them know this is what's in the budget. Either you want the 15 houses we got a year or you don't. Yeah. I mean, I just had to fire a new granite guy. I mean, my old granite guy I've been working with for three years, three days ago. You know yeah. what I mean? I've been working with him. I waited four days for him to come out. He came and measured the stuff, sent his worker out that, you know, the guy's unprofessional. I called the boss. I, I felt like I gave him the, the, the opportunity to rectify it. Yeah. And, you know, he kind of pushed me off. And I told him, I said, dude, I give you 10 to 15 deals a year now because I not only have I been giving them my deals, I have a big sphere of influence. So he's been working with a lot of other contractors that I have. He gets yeah. a, probably more than that a year. Yeah. And, you know, he told me that I can do what I want. He was tied up that day. So, you know, I, I went and uh, that's not really the way that you handle situation right, with me. Right. Because that's the quickest way to get yourself X'd out of my process. Right. I would have rather him told me that I'm busy. I'm overwhelmed. I'm having a rough day. I'm not even in the mood to deal with your strong personality right now. Sure. Let me, let me hit you back later. Yeah. And it would have been fine. Yeah. But the way he addressed that situation, I called another company off of Craigslist, met the guy in an hour saved $200 on the price and nice. now secured another relationship that I know him through working with other guys. And he was already verified who I am. And it's like, we're already rolling. I met him on Thursday. The grant is getting installed on tomorrow. Wow. You know, but that's the difference when people see that you're serious and you live what you're doing instead of, you know, you can talk about a lot. Yeah. But when people see that you do this and you're living it and yeah. your, your actions show that you're just in the process and you're infused, they usually don't, I'm not looking for special treatment, but they treat you a little different as they should, just as a little bit more of a priority because time is of the essence with everything when you're carrying costs every day, man. Yeah. Like that's a big thing for me. Why I say guys should flip properties because even with the house that I don't fund myself, you know, I have to carry private mortgages on those properties. Yeah. You know what I mean? Which I'm probably carrying right now 15, 16,000 a month in mortgages. Wow. But it doesn't matter because I don't have all that capital invested into the deals. 
You know what I mean? Right, and right, it's right. like, so now where I might have been putting all my capital in and get a 20% return dollar for dollar, I'm putting money in. And on the money that I'm investing, I'm getting 80 to 100, 120% return on my money now. And I diversified the revenue into multiple sources and streams of income producing things. Right on. You know what I mean? So it's a little different than trying to get, you know, the whole goose and gander on one shot. I'm doing it over a multitude of things, working harder, doing more work, but I'm also helping more people make money, which in turn is helping me make more money and making me more relevant in the industry. So you, so I saw a video of a, of an investor that you, you constantly post, um, big business and, uh, one, one that kind of stood out for me, um, was that he, he he ordered a bunch of supplies. So, so he's doing so many flips that he has almost like a warehouse of supplies. How does that work for you? Is that something you were trying to do or you just let the, you know, uh, who you hired handle like the supplies? No, nah, so the way my process works, I mean, I actually got, since we, you know, I, I had my construction guys last time we spoke, um, but I had those guys still working for me full time. So I yeah. have five guys that are working for me full time that do all the, all the finish work. So from framing doors, floors, trim, tiles, cabinets, Everything that falls under that scope of work in a house, those five guys do. Wow. Then I have my own electrician that I sub out. I have an HVAC guy that I sub out the work, and we handle the plumbing in-house. Okay. So from the framing, plumbing gets done, HVAC electric gets done, and from there we have a crew that we sub out and get the sheetrock, then we sub out and get the spackle done, then we sub out and get it painted. And from the time that happens, my guys are back in there four weeks, and that house is wrapped up, ready to be on the market. It's beautiful. So, so is that something um, to, to, to have your own guys? Is that something you want or you like the subbing out? Um, for the trades, I like the subbing out. But the reason why I like having my, my own guys, the flexibility, like today, the house I'm selling on Newkirk Street, yeah. it, there was a one thing on the home inspection today. I, in order for it to close tomorrow, we put three bars on the window of the exterior of the property for safety. Yeah. But you can't have that on the first floor for safety purposes on a home inspection. Gotcha. So if that guy wasn't working for me and I had a home inspector coming out at 1 o'clock, I couldn't call that guy at 1030 and make him be at that property at 1130 and get them off by 1. Right. But since he works for me. You know, they were installing doors at the house in Levantine. I said, leave the other four guys. You got them all the supplies for the day. And you go down there by yourself and go get it done. Yeah. And, you know, that's the benefit of it. Yeah. Um, there are days where it does drain and drag a little time, which costs you money. Yeah. But overall, the big picture, it saves me hundreds of thousands of dollars throughout the year. Yeah. So is that, I know for your, for your, um, uh, your removal business that you had, you have like meetings, morning meetings. Do you still have that with these guys too? Or is that, is your approach with these guys different? Um, no, it's the same. I mean, I'm, I'm a leader. So, you know, you got to lead by example, you know, or if not stuff just gets messed up, man. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's so quick, one bad decision. And if it's not corrected and then another bad decision and then before you know, it compiles so quick. So I, I give them the freedom to make decisions and I don't try to dictate, but I do oversee and add value wherever I feel like I can add value. And there are times where we're all men, so sometimes we do clash heads. Yeah. Um, but at the end of the day, it's all about communication. Yeah. You know, it's what it all boils down to. There's problems in any industry, any trade, any business. But when the lines of communication are open, you can always come to the right end result. So what, what is like, what would your advice or what's the secret to staying so organized when you have so many moving parts? I mean, just in the discussion, you're thinking you have employees on top of multiple businesses that are all running simultaneously. And when you have a hiccup, that kind of puts, you know, like a, a kink in the chain, so to speak, where you have to send a guy to Philly or wherever it is. Um, 
just so that, like you said, so you don't you, you resolve the issue right then and there. So how, how do you keep organized or what's the secret sauce there? Hire more people. Yeah. Humble yourself. Yeah. Delegate as much as you can. Yeah. I understand delegation costs money, but the only thing that's the most valuable to me is my time. Yeah. I can get all the money back. Yeah. I was telling a guy the other day, I was talking to him and I was like, man, it's so crazy. I've been a little overwhelmed with a lot of the flips because, like I said, I'm carrying a lot of overhead and things like that. And there's times I know where human nature kicks in with me. Yeah. And then the supernatural's got to kick back in and be like, well, look, if God didn't think you could do this, he wouldn't give you this. And yeah. I get back into who I am. But there are moments of unclear, unclear visions. And I, I have human moments. Yeah. You know what I mean? But I, I always click back in on my own and just look at the big picture and just work it out you know what i mean it's so easy to get caught up in the moment and lose focus and spiral out yeah and for me it's like i don't really have anybody to look to yeah so at the end of the day i always just grind through however i'm feeling even when i walked in i like i we'll talk later but i've been having a little rough couple days and even today i didn't want to make it but i made the commitment to you guys so yeah I, i did what i had to do to make sure i was here but yeah that's just part of the value that I bring to situations, you know, if, yeah. I, if I tell you I'm going to do something, I try to do anything within my power to hold my end of the bargain up. Yeah. You know, that's just my value because I feel like all I got is my word. And once my word is nothing, what else do I have? You right, know what right, I mean? right, like, right, right. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, so you, you, you put a, you put a, um, you put a bunch of videos up of some of the process that you're going through uh, on social media. Do you ex- can you explain a little bit about that? Is that more for purposes of showing, you know, what can be, you know, what's possible? Or is it more of, you know, like a teaching element? To be honest, it's more of a teaching element for me because ultimately I'm going to create my own program and teach people how to do this. Um, and it's also creating relevancy to what I'm doing because I'm so secretive and private as well as an open book. If you don't really know me, you really don't know what I do. Yeah. You know, I'm so secure in myself and I'm doing this for a different purpose. I'm not looking for stri- you know, stripes from people in the streets or pats on the back. I'm looking, I'm out here fighting legacy, man. Yeah. Like I want to leave an impact that people can't touch and people can't forget. Yeah. And in order to do that, you got to do some extraordinary things. Yeah. And along the way, your pride and ego gets stepped on a lot because a lot of people don't see that vision. And it's, it's just an uphill battle the whole time. You know what I mean? But I just try to keep my end vision in perspective, the things that I ultimately want to be doing, helping the community with the kids, with the pack. You know yeah. what I mean? Like I want to have big brother, big sister programs. I want to have a recreation center. Yeah. Like the things that I want to do in this community yeah. are things that they won't be able to take. You know what I mean? 100%. Like, and it takes a little while to do that when you don't have the right resources around you. And, and, and also I haven't utilized every resource the right way. Sure. You know what I mean? And yeah. I'm a man and I'm willing to admit that. Yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? Sure. Because uh all this stuff isn't mapped out, man. It's not yeah. it's not easy and, and sometimes you make a decision and you just have to live with it. And as hard as it is, you can't get them back sometimes. You know what yeah. I mean? You just gotta pick up the pieces and try to make a better decision the next time so you don't repeat the same mistakes over and over. So how do you stay and I know you have like a mission, you said you you know, you're fighting uh, for the legacy, what, 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 what's your motivation behind it all? What's the juice that gets you up in the morning? Even, even right now, I know you said, you know, obviously you're a man of your word. Um, but right now you're human, 
everyone, all of us have our own situations of same thing, second guessing things. But like I said, I was going to be there. I'm going to do it. We're committed. Um, what, what, what's the motivation? I'm just, I don't know, man. I'm just fighting myself, man. Yeah. I'm just fighting myself. Like every yeah. day I just want to be better than I was yesterday. Like, yeah. It's, I was telling the guy this the other day, like, he was telling me, he's one of my dad's friends, and he's like, man, I don't know what you guys did. He's like, but whatever y'all doing, it's just working, man. Yeah. And I was like, to be honest with you, man, I feel like I haven't done anything. Yeah. I feel like I'm just starting out. Right. I feel like I'm at the bottom. Like, I feel like everyone's ahead of me. Yeah, yeah. Like, that's the way I feel about myself, even yeah. though it's not reality. Yeah. That's the way I really feel. Like every right. day I wake up, I wake up humble. I wake up hungry. Yeah. I wake up so determined and driven to just go out and try to just create a little more. Yeah. It's just like the men, my dad like instilled a certain thing in me when I was younger. Um, he always used to tell me that like, you could just have anything, just go get it for yourself, put those boots on and go get it. And yeah. that's just something that stuck with me. It's like a so simple principle, but it, the hard work and the work ethic that you can't teach, it just rolls into every other thing. And people pick that up that are leaders and it, it creates like a different sense of accountability. Yeah. And that's really what I'm trying to create for my people. You know yeah. what I mean? It's like, just do the best you can do and then push it more. Like go to the next limit. Like when you feel like you're tired and you're about to fall, like run until you fall. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and then let somebody have to pick you up because right. you worked so much and exerted all your energy that you don't have anything to push on. Because when you're at that point, God always kicks in before you fall. Right. But that faith never reveals itself because most people don't believe in themselves that much. Yeah. You know, and it goes back to like the underdog mentality. Like that's the easiest way I could describe it. It's like, I just feel like every day, like everything's against me. Everybody's against me. Yeah. And as much as I try to show love, I just always try to add more value than I ever take. Yeah. In everything I do and the people that I know, the people that I interact with, you know, like even some of my friends, they're like, man, like when you need stuff, you don't call, like you don't yeah. ask. And I'm like, yeah, I know. I just took care of it. It's like, it's just, I'm just a different type of person where I love yeah. to be there for people, yeah. but I hate to be a burden to them. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And it's sure. like, even though it's not that way, yeah. it's the way I feel about myself. Like I, I'd rather go, you know, sacrifice four hours of sleep and do something that maybe someone else would have did for me and I, and I could have slept. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, I don't know sure. why in my mind I work like that. Yeah. But that's just the way I'm wired and the way I work, man. It's well, it's definitely working. You're definitely making an impact um, on multiple people, the community. It's all positive stuff. And like you say, rough days are rough days. Um, but the, I, I believe the value that you're adding, the impact that you're giving um, is absolutely blessing every single person that gets hit with it. Um, actually, we had Brian Johnson here. Uh, last week, Johnson Long Care. Um, and he said, he's like, I didn't have a father figure. He's like, you know who my father figure was? It was Dante Reeves' dad. He said, and he, look, I just got the chills. He said, is the same, literally, he said the same exact thing you just said. He said, um, I was just always around. I was a young, he's like, I was young. These guys were older than me. I just didn't know who to look up to. So I looked up to whoever was older. Uh, we're just running around. And, you know, when they wanted something, their dad, you know, here's a bucket, here's some soap, go wash cars or something. Um, and that he's, he said, that's what, that's how he learned. And then we're having a conversation with him prior to getting the show started. Um, my, my brother Miguel and Brian were talking and he was saying, you're the one who told him to just do it, go on a podcast, talk, or even starting the LLC, um, or just starting the business. 
Um, so there's people out there and, you know, the way he talks about you and the way he, you know, and everything that you do is so positive that it's, it's crazy to see what you did or a conversation you probably had with him three years ago, what it's manifesting now. Yeah. Yeah. I'm grateful to have that kind of impact, man. To be honest, um, that's actually a blessing because that's not any reason why I do it. I'm glad sure. that people take that from it. Cause that's my ultimate goal. Um, but the things I tell people are really things that. See, like most people tell you things they don't do. The stuff I'm giving everybody, it works, but it's stuff that I'm doing. Yeah, right. It's not like I'm telling you something. Like, I have guys I meet in the gym. Yeah. I mean, like, dude, it's crazy to me. Like, I, I like not to get off task, I, I, was, I work out at the edge now. Yeah. And I met a guy there in the sauna one day, probably with Brian, about three months ago. I'm talking to the guy, and you know, I hear him talking about property, this. He wants to get in. got a possible... Um, wholesale deal wants to make some money and I'm I like out of nowhere I'm like bro just do it yeah I'm like well like what like what why are you not going to do it bro like right. what is, like you're going to work for somebody every day and clock in and keep chasing their dream or you're going to start chasing yours right and we and that's how the conversation started and before you knew it you know we were in the sauna five men sweating shirts off fat guys you know what I mean like yeah, yeah, having yeah. a real heart to heart like yeah. <laughs> and I see this guy I swear to god bro two weeks ago I'm in there with my other buddy that I'm working out with that I just met through another investor that me and him are now friends working out it's yeah. just like the world works out so weird yeah how it brings people together yeah and I didn't even remember this guy yeah and I gave him my phone number because right. I don't care. I give anybody my phone number that wants to talk. Yeah, right. call me. And then most of them don't. Right. Because they talk. <laughs> but right. they don't want to talk to the source. <laughs> right, right, right. They just want to talk about stuff. Right. So I'm on the tricep <laughs> machine. <laughs> I'm going press down. And this guy, he walks up to me and he's like, bro, you're not going to believe it. He's like, I wholesale the house. He's like, bro, I made 13000 off what you told me in the sauna. Wow. He's like, and I'm like, dude, how long? I got excited. Yeah. I got the chills. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, bro, what did I tell you? I'm like, what did I tell All you had to do was try. I'm like, you did that one time. Yeah. I said, you do that four more times a month. You made your year's salary. Yeah. And that's only one month. You can stop working for that guy that pays you 60000 a year. Right, right. I said, right. you can work one month out of the year and make the same money. You can chill the rest of the year. Right. Or you can do that another four times every other month. Right. And make however that is times 11 more times what you were making. Yeah. And he looks at me and he goes... Dude, are you kidding? I'm like, I'm like, I'm not kidding you, bro. You just did it, and I wasn't even there with right, you. Right, right, right. We talked about some basic foundational principles in real estate. He never called me. Found a deal that he was going to buy himself and wholesale to somebody. Came out of pocket $1,000 on a deposit, put it under contract, and wholesaled it and flipped the paper to somebody else. No construction work, no, no blood, sweat, and tears. Wow. 13K. Most guys that work don't make 13K a month. Right. You know what I'm saying? 100%. Like, and this guy went and did that while he worked his regular job <laughs> and told me he didn't call me and tell me because he's been working 16-hour days and didn't have the time to call me. Wow. <laughs> I said, how could you work 16-hour days for somebody and you made 13K in a month in two hours? But people don't have that kind of faith in themselves, man. Yeah. Like, this is what I'm trying to instill in people is like, you got everything you already need to make it. 100%. You already got it. Yeah. I already got it. You got it. We all got it. Yeah. But that dream got to be followed by some hard work. Those setbacks and those struggles and that adversity, you got to go through that to appreciate the blessings. Yeah. You know, if you don't go through that adversity, what is the, the success means nothing to you. 100%. Look at the people that are given success. Look how fast they lose it. Mm-hmm. Look at the people that have to work and attain it through hard work, blood, sweat, and tears. Most of the time, they, have, they maintain it a lot longer. 
Yes. Because they understand that journey and the struggle. And then people are saying, you know, like, oh, this guy, this and that, you know, and like Drake said it the best. He's like, everybody loves you when you're working towards something, but not when you have it. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's the world we live in. Right. But I want to add value that the people that have it, they ain't looking down on nobody unless they're lifting somebody up. Like, right. they're just adding value. Like, and that's why I get around leaders, you know what I mean? And I, I surround myself with people that add value. I surround myself with a lot of people that have more value than me. Yeah. Because if I got the most value in the room, right? everybody just pulling off me. Right. I want resources. You right. know what I mean? I want, if I needed you, I want to be able to call you. Because if I call you, I really need you. Yeah. Because I'm not the guy. Like, it's hard for me to call you. It's harder for me to call you than it is for me to go do it. Right. Just right. being honest. Right. Because, like, like, the way I feel about myself, like, I don't ever like to devalue myself. And even though it doesn't devalue me, that's just the way it makes me feel as a person, as a man. You know what I mean? Like, I'd rather go and try and fail and then be like, all right, I got to get this help now because I failed. Mm-hmm. And then once I've done that, certain things, I'm wise, as I get older, I'm, I'm getting wise and I'm, I'm stopped trying to figure out. And I'm like, you know what? That's just not my specialty. Let me just pay for that. Mm-hmm. Because I learned off these three other things that I tried that I didn't know. And I lost this much time, this much money, this much aggravation. Yep. And... You have to go through that, though, to see it. Yeah. If you don't go through it, it's easy to say, yeah, you, you have to do this because if you don't, you're going to. But yeah. when you go through it and it smacks you in the face and, you, and there's no way out, I'm just grateful and blessed enough to been been able to be in some situations. And when I was in those situations, God put the right people in my place to help mm-hmm. me bail me out because there's times I need to help. Mm-hmm. And he's been there for me every time, mm-hmm. even the times where I lose faith in myself sometimes because I'm human. Yep. And then the supernatural kick back in. It'd be a moment of clarity. I'd be riding in something. It's another message or another form that's, that it, the Lord makes me receive something. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's just like, I'm just so receptive. And, and at the point I'm at, it's like, you got to be in a humble mind state to be that receptive. Because mm-hmm. there's a lot of negativity that comes with that. You know, there's a lot of people that, you know, they throw shade. You know, it's... it's it's just part of it. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, I embrace those people and try to help them, too. Yep. You know, I just try to leave value, you know, wherever I am. Yeah. Because I have people every week try to steal from me, try to take from me, try to kill my process. Yeah. And they don't do nothing but cover me and bless yeah. me more. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's the problem that they have, that they, they, they can't affect who I am. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, yeah. And I come out with a smile and I come back and I give back more and I bless somebody else. And then it's just part of it. You know what I mean? You can't, yeah. I'm just learning. Like, you can't make everybody happy. You know yeah, what I mean? You 100%. just got to be happy with what you were doing, with what your purpose was. And even when your intention doesn't get met, you just got to know that you went with a pure intention and with love and respect. And that's how I do everything. Yeah. You know, that's why it's easy for me to demand respect because I'm the first one to show respect to everybody. 100%. I mean, I don't care if I'm in a club, but I, I talk to the trash guys. I talk to the people doing the things that make that operation work because I know it's bigger than the guys that are sitting up top that represent that corporation. The people that are on the bottom in the trenches are the ones that are really making this proper process be implemented every day. They're really the ones that need to be highlighted. Yeah, because yeah. they're the ones that are putting the hard work and in the footwork, but that these people are now benefiting off of. Yeah, and you know that's my value. Even my guys, I try to add that value to my team. 
You know, even my guys that work for me, like I'm trying to get them to buy houses. Yeah. My guys that do construction, I'm trying to get them to buy houses. Yeah. You know, and I got, these are 40, 50 year old men. Yeah. I'm 35. Yeah. They, it's, 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 it's not, I'm not just a good looking guy or great guy while they believe in me. Yeah. It's the process that we're implementing that they see works. Yeah. They see me doing the hard stuff. They see me dealing with the setback. They see me dealing with the struggle. They see the vacations. They see the money. They see the cars. They see the trucks. They see the houses. They don't see me up every night till 1 o'clock, waking up at 4 o'clock. Right. They don't see that behind the scenes. Right. And I'm good with that. Right. Mm -hmm. But I'm not going to let their self-limitations dictate my results. Hell yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, like, that's just who I am. Like, I've yeah. always been that guy. I love when people tell me I can't do stuff. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. I love that. Because the thing that stagger people are the things I tackle first. Right, right, right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, and I smile about it through yeah. the adversity. And people are like, how are you smiling? I'm like, I got to keep from crying. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> see, I'm getting choked up. Like, yeah. I want to cry. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I smile. Right, <laughs> like, right, right. But that's what I've learned over the years. You know what I mean? Because... When I was younger, that wasn't acceptable. Yeah. I'd get upset and emotional. I was a little softer when I was younger. Yeah. And that wasn't acceptable with my dad. Yeah. Not because he wanted to raise a street guy or tough guy. He just wanted you to be self-sufficient and stand on your own. Yeah. And be a man. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's the stuff that he implemented. It's crazy how you even talk about Brian Johnson because growing up, I mean, Brian's always been my little brother. Yeah. I mean, this guy, he's two years younger than me, but he's always been my equal still to this day. Um, he's one of the only guys, man. He's he's had a rough life, but he's been one of the only guys that was there, like through real stuff. Yeah, like when my dad was making us do that stuff, and all my guys I thought were my real friends. Yeah, that were my age, they all disappeared. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he's the only one that ain't never disappear. Right, and ain't never have an ulterior motive. Right, and ain't never judged me by what I was. Judge me by who I was. Right. That's the type of relationships that I want. That's the type of value, like I told him. That's the value that you're going to leave out here that people are going to buy into. Mm -hmm. That joking demeanor and that smart aleck, there's people that ain't going to like that. But there's people that really understand you, that know that that's just your way of showing love and enlightening the moment. Yeah. And people that don't really know you, they will take it yeah. a certain type of way. It's because they don't know you. Right, right. And that energy ain't for everybody. But the ones that are receptive to it, they're going to see that he's one of the best men you'll ever meet. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And I say that. I don't say that about a lot of men. Yeah. But I really feel like that about him. Yeah, yeah. Um, but he's a good guy, man. And I wish Johnson's Law Care. You know, they started out, um, they're making great strides. They've been servicing all my properties. Nice. Um, he's been servicing a lot of my contractors, investors. Nice. I've been doing a great job, you know what I mean? Yeah. So just like him and a lot of other small business owners, you know, I just want them to keep pushing, keep striving, keep taking that setback, you know, those no's, and just keep striving for them yeses. I love it. Um, let's, let's, let's change gears a little bit uh, because something that you had, you had actually dropped on our uh, our first episode with you, and then you just alluded to it again about um, setting up your own program and, and doing the whole teaching thing. Um, what what is your take? What, what what will you think your approach will be? And because we're we were all just talking about going to actually a real estate and you know um, event locally that they're having, um, but I've been to so many. 
and no offense to any particular person or you know model 95 percent of them are just trash they're not there's real there's not real value and then you get there and then they hook you in and then they ask for more money and it's just it's, it's like it, 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 you're 100 percent right see what it is it, it's it's superficial, you know what I'm saying, yeah. and the way they reel you in. So the way they do it is is a lot of people reel you in to what's a, a free two day course, right? But that two day course is designed for them to sell, right? If they don't sell you within that two day course to get you to invest in that course, which is tens of thousands of dollars, yeah, you don't get any value from that, right? So you go to the first meeting, which is free. And then that first meeting, they, they reel you in and say, for $700 or $1,500, you get a weekend with this star that doesn't even show up. You don't right. know it when you give them the $1,500. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> they get your $1,500. Right. Then they get you to another weekend. There was just a, it was just a, a funny thing that that, that that actual event, they're like, oh, uh, Tony Robbins is going to be there, right? Not to name drop or anything, but still. Yeah. <laughs> and it was like, so people were like, what night is he going to be there? Like, we're not allowed to say. He's going to be there. <laughs> yeah, but he's going to be there. Make in sure spirit. He's there in spirit. <laughs> he's in spirit. Yeah, you're signing your checks, right. they're going to his bank account. That's right. what they meant. He's going to be there. That's and his, his f- corporation and entity that set <laughs> that up, and, and his, you're funding his corporation. And his flight got canceled. <laughs> <laughs> no, it didn't. <laughs> they're not even going to lie and tell you. That. They're gonna tell you that when you talk to one of the real, they're gonna tell you he's at another event where he's getting that tens of thousands of dollars that they're signing you up for, and you're right. gonna see him if you pay for that. Right. Exactly. <laughs> or if you don't, you're not gonna see him. <laughs> it, it's just the reality of it. it you know is. what I mean? Because it's like everything out here, and you'll rationalize this probably a lot more than some of the real estate stuff, just because you don't do it. There's more money in education than anything in our world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. School. Biggest one. Yeah. How many people you know got teaching degrees? How many people you know are teachers? Ton. How many people you know that got teaching degrees that do other jobs? A lot more a than people that are teachers. Yeah. You understand what I'm saying? But they still have that debt, you know? Yeah. And for me, what I want to do, I'm mentoring three guys right now that I won't even say their names because I'm silently mentoring them. But these guys are all buying deals. Um, we're funding deals themselves. And I showed these guys how to diversify with my private company and leverage their capital and do more with the same funding they have, help people make money and build relationships that'll last long term. Yeah. That's what I'm going to do. Yeah. I'm going to show people how to make money with no money out of pocket. Really? Yeah. I'm going to show you how to do that. Yeah. yeah not yeah. only I'm not going to tell you how to do that. Yeah. I'm going to show you how to do that by the people that I'm teaching do this. They're going to represent me better just like these guys do. But I'm going to do it in a different form and fashion where I'm not trying to take on a million people in the beginning. Right. You know what I mean? Eventually, I do believe I'll teach more than a million people how to do this. Yeah. I'll be honest with you. Yeah. I really do. But in the beginning, that's why I started out with three guys. And when I set those goals last year, I set those goals last year to take these three guys and pick up two more over the next two years. And now over that next two years, while I do 40 deals, because I'm going to do 15 this year and probably 20 to 25 next year, so while I do that, I'm going to get these guys collectively between the five of them to do at least five to 15 deals, 25 deals in the next two years. Yeah. And I'm going to have real statistical data. Yeah. What they bought properties for, how they bought the properties, how they found them, what they spent on repairs. And we're going to video this stuff. Yeah. It's going to be live just like this, like yeah. what you thought you were doing. No, basically, like I, the way I look at things in life is just like a dream like when I set my plans up to do stuff like I dream about things then I speak it because when I speak it I give it existence and oxygen which oxygen brings things to life yeah then I write them down so I can't forget about them yeah 
And then I go out and implement application until it comes to life. Yeah. And that application involves every part of the process. It seems generic, but that application, I mean, whatever it takes to see your end goal come to life. Mm. That's the application part to me. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of steps in that, you know, even buying a deal. Yeah. You know, like I could walk you through that if you guys wanted to know. But it's like there's just so many steps. And when you really do it, I can explain it to you now and you'll get overwhelmed. But when you do it, you're going to get even more overwhelmed. Yeah. But, you know, there's what people get caught up on. It's the time. You know, like like I said, that's the most valuable thing to me. You know how many deals have stayed on time and on budget for me? None. Right. (laughs) Right. (laughs) None. (laughs) So, but it hasn't deterred me. You know, you just have to have a different type of self-awareness, a different type of drive. You have to be able to go through those bad times because it's not going to happen like you think. And you got to realize that that's okay. Right, right, right. That's okay. Just like, you, you know, I can correlate that to when you guys had it and lost power. Yeah. What did you say? We're not switching the plan. We just switched the date. Right. We didn't switch what we were doing. Right. Just ain't going to happen the date and time we set out. Right. That's what we intended. Right. We all were there to do it. Yeah. But there was uncontrollable circumstances that stopped that. Right. Me, in my mind, I wouldn't even have talked about that. I respect you more for talking about it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because that's you staying in tune with your viewers and people that are expecting that. You're giving them a reason why it's not going to be there. Yeah. You understand what I'm saying? For me, I would have let it go, did other things because I'm so busy, let it go. And then when I did it, would have talked about it after I did it. Right. So there's different approaches, but we still would have had, we still basically had the same intention, just two different methods of doing the same thing. Right. Is all I'm, is all I'm, you know, trying to get you to understand that we're all out here doing the same thing. Yeah. Trying to make something work. But some of us aren't getting around the right people then some of us are getting around the wrong people mm. then when you know you got the blind following the blind out here everybody mm. got, got masks on <laughs> and walking down the street holding hands wondering why they're in the river right you know right. what i mean like, <laughs> <laughs> because the street ran out and you guys somebody needed to look the street you know? ran out just period there's just no more. there's got to be a leader you yeah, know what i yeah, mean yeah. but it's like I, it sounds funny but it's yeah. so real yeah. like and this is what people do that we know. Yeah. And then they're, they're so unaware of their faults and their shortcomings. It's so much easier to put the blame on somebody else. Yeah. Like people tell me stories and they're like, man, I can't believe this guy did this. And, he, he, and I'm like, so whose fault was that? Yeah. This guy. I'm like, but whose situation was it? Yeah. It was your situation. Who was going to prosper from that if he did the right thing? You were. Yeah. Who's going to suffer if he did the wrong thing? You were. So right. who's responsible? You were. Right. You know what I mean? Like, right. they, don't want to, they don't want to say, I am. Right. They want to blame it on somebody else, you know, because it, it preserves ego. Right. For me, I'm so humble, you know, like, I'm okay admitting when I'm wrong. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's why my guys respect me like that. Yeah. You know, like, if I'm wrong... I'm wrong. What, right, right. We gonna, now, if I'm wrong and I cover being wrong up with my title and who I am and try and justify it because I'm the boss and the leader, I devalue myself. Exactly. exactly. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. When I accept it for what it is and accept, that was a mistake. Dude, I made a mistake. Let's redirect and let's get it right. Yeah. You know, like for me, the problems don't kill me because I'm a problem solver. Yeah. Like I'm just used to it now and I've gotten so used to it to where it's like, 
I don't even like talking about it. People, right. they're like, well, I always say, well, why don't you don't express this? I'm like, I'm going to more problems than you guys went through today. Right. And if I talked to you about it, I would have probably solved three less problems. Right, right. So that's why I got busy and started working because I was trying to tackle as many problems as I could. Right. And sometimes I forget to even tell details that are important. Right. Right. And then days later, I'll be like, she'll be like, well, you were broke down on the side of the road and you had to get, I'm like, yeah, yeah, that did happen. I forgot to tell you. Like, truck did break down. That happened. Yeah. That did happen. Right. But it's like, I'm so infused with what's going on. Even today, truck broke down today. Two trucks, guy went to a dump an hour away, calls me when he's at the dump and I'm an hour away from him. I'm like, you don't, because that dump doesn't have my credit card on file. I'm like, don't you think you should have called me when you left the site an hour ago right. so I could meet you? Right. Now you're sitting for an hour for no reason and you can't go back to the job. But it's like, people don't rationalize when it's your time and your money. But if it was at his expense, right. like now when he did that, we were in Leventon. I said, okay, now you're done at 1.30. He's like, oh, I was going to go back to the, You were if you were done an hour ago. Right. But now you're not. You're only going to work six hours a day, five hours a day instead of right. nine or ten. Right, right. I'm not doing that to cut his hours. Yeah. I'm doing that so he understands. I just paid you from Bristol an hour to drive, an hour back. You went to another job. I paid you 40 minutes to drive, 40 minutes here. You've been on the clock for five hours. You drove for three and a half. Yeah. I don't yeah. care about paying you for that. Yeah. But do the things you need to do to save the time. Yeah. Be accountable to be as efficient and effective throughout the day to generate revenue for this business. Right. If you don't generate revenue, checks don't get cut. If jobs right. don't get completed, we don't have money to pay payroll. Right. Like People don't understand that when they just see problems happen and things getting solved and you know, a guy walking around walks up on the site and everybody's like, oh, can I borrow this? Can I get this? Like, and I'm like, no. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. It's like you would think I'm a banker. Yeah. You know what I mean? But it's like I have so many roles under being the guy in charge. Right. It's like you have to still address that in the right form and fashion and not be demeaning and still say no in a nice way. And yeah. Like still get them to go back and keep them motivated to keep working now that they didn't get what they want. It's like you're a therapist, a babysitter, <laughs> a life coach, you know, a, a, a step husband. And it's like. It's like, Set a step husband. It's like, like, like you're doing like all this stuff for these yeah. people yeah. that like it consumes you, dude. Yeah, yeah. I mean, think about what you guys. How many steps that people don't see? What you do behind the scenes to make this happen? One hundred percent. You know what I mean? Like people yeah. don't know what you do. Yeah. They just see Jimmy. Oh, there go Jimmy. I ain't liking that video. Go yeah. buy. It. They don't see the preparation and the thought you put into that. Yeah. And even if it didn't come across, they don't see your true intention. Yeah. Until they give it chance to come to life and they get receptive yeah. you know what i mean yeah, and, absolutely. And, and for me that's where you know my thing is always about adding value like i do a lot less with the speaking part to people because i don't like to waste words yeah so like when i say stuff it usually goes over a lot of people's heads anyway yeah so for me i got to the point where i'm not like trying to explain it unless i'm i want to right you know right. what i mean so right. i just do what i want it leave the message I, a lot of times I leave messages, I get phone calls for the next two hours. People are calling, oh, my God, I want to do that. And I never hear from the people again until I post another video. Right, and they right. call me again. They look at the video. They took nothing from it. They got inspired for a few seconds. They called. They wanted to talk to me. They hear what I'm doing. They talk about things they want to do. No application follows after that. And in the same situation, six to 12 months later, two years later. Right. But that's because of they didn't get started moving. Right. Right. You know, think about when you didn't notice. You didn't have this always like this. Not at all. Not but you even started close. moving. Right. You started figuring it out. You were like, right. okay, I'm going to do this. We ain't have no signs. No. 
we're going to do this in my house. Yeah. <laughs> we're at the desk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> at know? the desk. Yeah, you know, and it's like you get it right, and then yeah. you figure, oh, now we're going to add this. Now we're going to add the apparel. Now yeah. we're going to add this. Now everybody got a name. Now everybody, you know, the yeah. people, the viewers, and everyone tuning in, they don't only look forward to you. They look forward to the insight from the guys. Exactly. It's a different type of energy that you're creating and a different yeah. type of value that you're adding yeah. because you're giving something away. Right. Exactly. My biggest thing is, man, I, what I respect about what you guys are doing, I respect more because I know there ain't real benefit for you right now. Right. Exactly. But you're trying to add value. Exactly. You know, like, you can't buy value. Yeah. Yeah. But when they can't live without it, they will pay for it. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. And I promise you keep doing what you're doing, and that's what they're going to be doing. You're going to have market. Yep marketers and advertisers and everybody trying to be a part of what you're doing after you lay the foundation so just know your value when that comes yeah because they're all willing to take advantage for nothing yeah you know what i'm saying and for yeah. me i never wanted to be that guy so when i see people trying to do stuff i support them before they ask me to support them yeah because not because i have to i need to because in my business none of my real friends supported me right none of them right and you know what? I'm okay with that. Yeah. It made me a different type of person. Yeah. But for everybody, that's not the same way. Right. Some people need that one person to support them. And that makes them believe something in their self that they didn't believe. Yeah. Then in turn makes other people believe something about them because of the way someone else made them feel. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why I support anybody trying to do things. I mean, guys with details. I don't care what you do. I mean, you do construction. You, if you're a solid dude and you got good character and integrity and you're trying to do something, I'll do anything for you that I could to help that don't take away from my resources. It's amazing. Um, it's crazy because I took the video down, but I, I was promoting. It was, it, was, it was a video where I was promoting um, the podcast and, uh, you know, we, we had a celebration down uh, for our heritage, Puerto Rican Day here in Bristol. And I was trying to explain something, but to me, I felt like it came off like, the wrong way and i never said it ever we're uh in the podcast for three and a half years now i never said you guys and i don't know why i even said it. i'm like you know like we don't make money off this like i'm like people I, I don't think they realize the way we make money is you come to miguel's riverside barbershop get your haircut you buy you go to blessed you know dot com and, and, and buy a, a t-shirt what we're giving is free it's not free right it's not free Right. You're choosing to give it away for free. Right. Which is more value than you could understand. Right. Because yeah. this equipment wasn't free. This exactly. presentation wasn't free. Right. Everything behind what you do is not free. This right. is production. Right. Like, this has value. Oh, absolutely. And if I didn't think it had value, I have a lot of value. I wouldn't be here. Absolutely. If I didn't think it added value to you, I wouldn't be here. Because I ain't worried about adding value to myself, to be honest. Right. And I'm not saying that from a way of like a different type of thing. I'm saying yeah. it out of respect for you yeah. and what you guys do. That's just how I've been, you know what I mean, yeah. my whole life. Because I've gotten more with less public publicity than mm -hmm. all of my friends that you know. Right. Absolutely. I've gotten more with less. Yeah. You know, like, yeah, I've gotten more with less. Right. Right. So yeah. that shows that the social media and all that stuff is great. Right. The friends and all that is great. But if I didn't know how to present it and I can't add value with it, to me, I devalue myself. Yeah. That's why I don't do the social media stuff. Yeah. I'm not a great video guy. Yeah. I articulate myself well. Yeah. I don't like, I don't write sentences well. 
I don't, you know, I read well, I can understand, but I learn better off of audio. Right. If I read, I don't comprehend things the same way. One hundred percent. You know what I mean? Like yeah. that. I'm that's I'm being as transparent as I can with you. Like, yeah. and I tell like I'm willing to tell this to these kids that I'm trying to impact. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. like when you're when you're real with someone like that, and you let them know like I'm the same as you. Right. Right. I'm the same as you. Right. I'm just choosing to make different decisions every day, right. and I'm doing what's hard every day continually. Yeah. Without knowing if it's going to work out. Right. With that blind faith. Right. When all those things are in coordinates together, it don't matter to me the result. Right. I tell people, I told Brian, I said, man, I've been so stressed out, but what I don't care, I'm all in right now. If yeah. I fail, my family's going to know that I went out trying to build something for them. Absolutely. And failure is not an option. Absolutely. It ain't an option. Absolutely. But if I did, I would be content with that. And in six months to a year, I'll be right back up. Right. Because mm -hmm. I know how to get it. Right. That's the difference. Yeah. You know, and you can't take that value away when you know that about yourself. 100%. But most people think it, but they don't believe it because they never proved it to themselves. Right. They're saying it, trying to make someone else believe it and like it, but they don't really feel that way about themselves. Right, 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 right. I really feel the way that I feel about myself. Like, I love me more than anyone could ever love me. Right. Hmm. Ever. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Brian That's says it all the time. He, like, he always joking with me. Like, every time around, he, like, you see the kid, he just grabbed the phone. He, like, you... <laughs> I'm not a video guy, but yeah, yeah, I yeah. joke with my friends like that. 100%. Like that's just who I am. That's how yeah. I, I lighten the moments up. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I love to smile. I love to laugh. I love to have fun. Yeah. But at the same time, I know when to separate that and be serious without having to explain it. Absolutely. And when people misinterpret that, it doesn't bother me about having to, you know, set do what I feel is like setting the situation straight. Yeah. Because if you don't know when to separate the business and friendship, then you're not really a businessman. Mm -hmm. Like, it's cool to be friends, but you got to know when to separate the two and when it's time to turn it on. Absolutely. Because there's always opportunity around, but we just ain't always receptive to it. Right. And a lot of time it just walks right by. Yeah. And, you know, I tell, you know, I tell people all the time, I'm like, it's so crazy. I know all these people going everywhere else. But everything else I got, it's right in front of me. <laughs> right. Everything I took advantage of was right here. Right, right. And all my friends that hated on me when I was driving. Man, I remember driving in these streets, picking trash, man. Yeah. 2008, 2009, 2010, 11, 12, 3, 4 in the morning, out on the streets all day, waking up 12 o'clock at night, going out, sleeping 3, 4 hours a night like I do now. Not doing anything I'm doing now, but having the same intention yeah but not knowing how to get there yeah and everyone else not believing in me yeah except myself yeah even times i felt like my family didn't believe in me yeah but if i would have lived in those moments i would have settled for their self-limitation right and then that would have become our both our destiny it's not an option in my life. Yeah. I want people to like, I want to create like a supernatural energy around people. Like yeah. that's like, it's like, a, it just absorbs you. Yeah. And you just get so infused with so much that it's like, I can't fail. Right, right, right. I just can't fail. The only way I can fail is if I quit. I'm going to get setbacks. I'm going to get obstacles. But as long as I'm moving in the process and taking little steps, you might spend days on something and not see growth and progress, but it's showing you something that you're not receptive to right now. Yeah. And that's the thing that I love about God. He doesn't just always beat us down and take everything away from us because, you know, all of us fall short. Yeah. He keeps us on that level until we figure it out. Yeah. 
You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like yeah. sometimes you keep us on that level for years. Yeah. Because there's little simple principles that we're not figuring out. Right. And we fine tune those things and then we get more growth in three months or six months than we ever did in the last 52 months. Right, right. Doing the same thing, same intention, wrong resource, wrong person. Yeah. Trying to add value to the wrong things. Right. Go out there and add some value to some things that you don't know. Yeah. And that people can't live without. Yeah. And those people that you don't know are going to add more value back to you because you gave something away to them first and they're going to feel entitled to do something for you yeah. bigger than yourself. Yeah. Even if it's just creating and opening doors for relationships. Like the best thing people have done to me and for me is pass my name around. Yeah. Because of my character and integrity and because of my workmanship yeah. and because of my quality and what I represent. Yeah. But if I didn't have those other things in position, that would have never came to life. Right. So Absolutely. all the parts of the puzzle play together for me. Yeah. But it's just about figuring out how to play the game out and not burn yourself out. Not give away too much value that you lose value. Right. Not not give enough value and not have any value. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like and and it's a hard thing to figure out because we weren't taught this stuff younger. You exactly. know what I mean? Like if you think about if exactly. any of our parents had a business background. Right. Like, think about would you? Everybody here has a good house, good family. Like, why? Because you've seen your parents work. Right. They taught you how to take care of a house. They taught you how to be a good man, character, yeah. integrity, how to be a good family guy. And those things worked. We picked it up because we were taught that. Sure. We've seen it done. Sure. We saw them go to work. We didn't see them run a business. Right. Exactly. That's what I'm trying to teach my kids is something different. And they're even in the same boat. Life is so good, they don't even really want to try a lot of things. And I tell them, like, daddy's going to die. Yeah. And my daughters, they're like, they're, I don't want to talk about that. I'm like, look, let's get real. Yeah. It's the only thing all four of us got in common. Yeah. We're all going to die. Yeah. And when daddy's gone, the, you know, the, the little millions are going to run out. Yeah. I promise they are. Yeah. Because it ain't enough when you're not generating and creating. Right. What I want is independent, self-sufficient people around me that can create no matter what, no right. matter what environment, no matter what the circumstances, no matter how you feel. Right. You got to be able to get up and just push through, like, and just go. Like, I mean, like, these last two days for me, man, been rough. Yeah. On a personal level for, like, personal decisions, sure. you know, not my family, but just personal things with myself. Yeah. You know, that um, it's eye-opening, man. Yeah. It's eye-opening for me. Yeah. And it puts me in check. It's so crazy how situations make me self-reflect. Mm-hmm. Without a consequence, with, with the Lord's blessing and his grace and mercy protecting me, yeah. where there shouldn't have been grace and mercy and yeah. he still pulls me through, yeah. something about that makes me pay attention and be receptive to the message where most people will say, oh, I'm going to get away with that again. Yeah, I try to learn from them. And sometimes I still do make the mistakes again, but I try to learn from all the adversity, man. Like, yeah. All of it. And it's a hard thing, man, because we're all trying to survive. Right. And when you're trying to survive, sometimes, you know, something you got to do to survive ain't always ethically the right way. Sure. And you're sure. rubbing boundaries, you're rubbing lines. And then, yeah. you know, and, and what's, what's easy the second time to break the rules and the boundaries when we, it was easy to do it the first, first time, time and we didn't get caught. Right. Right. You know what I'm saying? And not to say that, like, that's something that I, you know, that I'm that I'm going through. I'm just saying that's just a scenario that I'm saying in life that, like, 
when we're not accountable, self accountability, like to me, is like a big thing, man. Yeah, like it's a big thing. It, it's the whole and two. What's crazy is some, most people go through situations but don't even ever reflect. As we're saying, you're saying that situation forcing you to reflect. Now, the, a more mature version of yourself, but maybe ten years ago, you probably just kept it moving. I know I did. There's time, and I feel the same way that we get sometimes. I'm like, why do I keep coming to this corner that cut? that creates so so much frustration every two three years it's because you didn't learn the first time he threw it my way but but it, it's good because he didn't he didn't he's still letting you level up in other areas yeah absolutely you know what i'm saying like absolutely. that's the grace and mercy absolutely and he's still making sure your family's good you're healthy you're still there and he understands your intention right right but the know-how on every level isn't there so to be honest and say that is a different type of value right you know how I many people are in the public eye and don't know Jack, right. but they're not going to ever say that, and they're going to act and act and act until they can't anymore, and then before you know it, you're like, oh, that guy's a scam. He was full of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. There's no transparency. Like, there's, you know, everything that's real, he doesn't show. Right. All they do is highlight the successes. Like, for me, I'm trying to show both sides of it. I yeah. deal with more adversity and setback yeah. than any success ever. Yeah, yeah. Hands down. Absolutely. I deal with more problems than any success you could ever imagine. Yeah. But you know what people focus on? The 10% of success. Right. Like even my business. Yeah. My conversion rates. I'm only 25% conversion rate. Yeah. And a guy the other day was telling me, he was like, how like, for 25%, how are you in business? I said, I, you know, I have a partner. That runs another company that I don't make any money off. I'm just a partner with him in the company, and it's, it's his business. And he does double the work I do, double the jobs every year. Yeah. Converts 65% of his estimates. Wow. And my revenue is double his. Wow. I'm not saying that I'm better than him. Yeah, yeah. Some people want to cut 100 loans and make $20. Yeah. I want to make cut 20 loans and make $150. Right, exactly. I got more money. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Efficiency. No, I got more money. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> it just, but you don't know that in the beginning because you know what people are doing? Like the guy Sean Swain said it the other day, you know, on the internet the best. He said, man, I hate when people come to social media and ask for a service. I don't, people refer me on there. The yeah. people that they refer me to a lot of times, I don't even get the jobs or even contact or call. Yeah. Yeah. They're not my customer. Exactly. My customers look for me. Exactly. I don't look for my customers. Exactly. Ever. I give you an estimate and a price, and if you're not happy with it, I'm going to know because you're not going to call me back because right. I'm not calling you. Right. I love you. I respect you. If you call me, I'm going to give you the best customer service that you were looking for in, in this industry. Yeah. But if you don't show me that initiative that you want my service, I already know that my price was too high. I'm not going to waste time on that yeah. and kill my value and waste where I can go add value somewhere else. Yeah. Every customer ain't for everybody. That's right. okay. Yeah. I tell guys, every customer ain't for me, but those 70% of customers, they wanted me to work to work. I'll go on vacation. I don't want to work to work. Right. I want to work to make money and create resources. Right. I don't want to work to work anymore. Right. You know, and that, it's hard to decipher which is what. Right. And in the moment when you're trying out and you're starting, you're just trying to get work. Mm -hmm. You're hungry. And people take advantage of that. Mm-hmm. And they slaughter you. <laughs> and, right. and you kill yourself. You burn yourself out. And you think that running your own business ain't for everybody. Right. No, the business was running you. You weren't running the business. Mm -hmm. And this is what I tell a lot of people. 
you got to run the business. You can't, like, if you're out there doing every job, I mean, my brother taught me this lesson five years ago, and it's been one of the best lessons that probably anybody's ever taught me. I used to want to do every job. Yeah. I'd be like, bro, I work like two people. If I had to go do the job, I saved two or three guys. I'm saving three, 400 a day plus the profit I was making. Right. He's like, yeah, but you're losing thousands in revenue. Yeah. And I was like, whoa. <laughs> I was right. like, wow. And my back hurts. <laughs> <I was> like, <laughs> so, right. you know, and it yeah. was just like, I did that for seven, eight years. Right. I thought that was the way. But someone that I respected, like I don't respect most other people, yeah. said something to me that was so simple that I already knew. But I was ready to be receptive at that point because I was tired. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. My back hurt. <laughs> right, right, right. I was like, I got to get some guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then I went out there and realized when I go do that job, my value is only at the hour that I pay that guy per hour. Mm. You know, that's deep. Yeah. That's a deep thing to realize about yourself. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like I was putting my value at $15, $20 an hour when I can get $30, $40 an hour per guy per day. Right. It ain't costing me no money anyway to do it. The customer's paying. (laughs) Right, right, right. So why am I out there chasing, trying to keep everything? So in turn, it's like when you go out there trying, that's why I have this mentality now where I add more value than I ever take. Because I don't have to pull them. Then the universe starts reciprocating that energy. And you don't got to worry about the people giving back to you. The universe starts giving back to you. 100%. And that's where I'm getting at. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. the things I'm doing now, I'm doing it to impact the lives because I feel like the people that God puts in front of me or puts me in front of, there's a reason and there's a purpose for that. Yeah. Whether it's for me to be utilized, used for them to be utilized or used to benefit whatever purpose or process. I go through it with a smile and I don't do it with an intention looking for something back. Yeah. Because they could never pay me back what I'm worth. Absolutely. But the universe can Absolutely. because it has unlimited supply. Absolutely. And it's all God's and ain't none of us taking any of this. Right. And when you're helping his kids and sowing seeds that are bigger than you. It's the same thing he got doing for the guy that you're planting a seed for that's going to lift you up to the next level and level you up. Yeah. And that's the way all my relationships are working. And I, I'm at the point now I turn that like I tell guys, like, I'm not working for you. Yeah. People are like, you're cr- you told them that? I'm like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, you, and guess how stressed I am? Not None. at all because they're not calling me stressing me out no more. <laughs> right. Yeah, you might have <laughs> right. thought I wasn't making money off them anyway. Right. They were pulling from me. Yeah. If you pull more from me than you could ever add, I separate myself now. Yeah. I'm not looking for the confrontation. You're going to see if you if I don't value you by the way I deal with you. 100%. You're going to see how I value you by our interaction, by our communication, by our conversation, by how you call me, how I respond. You know, how receptive I am to what you're asking me about and how, how, how you know, how pertinent I put it on my priority list. Because my list every day is boom, boom, a lot. There's a lot of checks on that list that I yeah. got to knock off. And some days you can't tackle it all. Some days right. you got to decide what's the most important things to keep the process moving forward. Right. And that's a hard thing to, to do in the moment. Right. 
because we get overwhelmed with the whole process, then something goes wrong in your family. Then your wife's car breaks down. You know what I mean? And it's like these simple little things yeah. could alter everything if this ain't where it needs to be. Yeah. So for me, I, oh, my main thing every day is like, I know I'm going to deal with adversity, but I always try to keep this humble because when I don't keep this humble, it affects every aspect of my life. Yeah. It's hard. I have problems with customers. I have problems with my workers. I have problems with my wife. I have problems with my brother. I have pr- everybody you can think of. I have problems with. Yeah. But then it leads back to when I get ready to be receptive and accept that I was the a-hole in the situation. Sure. It's a lot easier to get over that problem and get onto the next obstacle. Right. <laughs> right. Right. There's right. always another one right behind it. Right. But it's just about. It's hard too, dude. It's, you, yeah. you know, I'm sure everyone here knows it's so hard, especially when our emotions take over. Yeah. You know, and for me, a lot like everything that I do, unless it's like my family, I take the emotion out of it. Yeah. That's it. Like, it's that's, not easy either. It's the hardest thing to do. It's not easy. It's the hardest thing to do. I tell people in business, man, that's the first thing you got to do. Check your ego and pride at the door. Yeah. Because there's going to be some things that I got to say to you to pull some things out of you that I need done. That, that's not the way I feel about you, but I got to inspire you in a way that I can motivate you to get this done in a timely fashion that's beneficial to both of us. Yeah. And if you lose that in the moment, we're never going to work. Yeah. But if you understand that that's my intention, not only are you going to value me and love me and respect me, you're going to know that everything that I'm saying is never from a malicious place. Yeah. And the people that really know me and love me and understand me, I know it because when other people say stuff about me, they're the one. I'm not defending myself. Right, right, right. They're defending me. Right. They're like, he's what? He just don't deal with that type of stuff that you're representing. Yeah. Doesn't mean he don't love or he's valuing you any less. He just don't want to deal with the energy that you're bringing around. Yeah. And that's a hard thing because, you know, most people want to be liked and accepted. And for me, like, I feel like the underdog. Yeah. I just feel like all I got is myself. Right. And right. it's like, even though I know I have resources and people that are dying to help me, that's just the way I feel. Like, all I have is myself. And yeah. it's not true, but it's the only way that helps me push and go throughout the day and be self-sufficient and resourceful. You know what I mean? Like, when yeah. I'm answering 150 phone calls a day and I'm sitting there like, I don't want to pick up the phone. Right. But I know when I don't pick up that phone, that problem doesn't go away. Right. Now I got four more phone calls that I got to answer and call people back right. about problems that I already could have solved and been on to the next thing. Right. So as I get older and more mature and I, I, I gain wisdom, I'm learning to just address the problems as they come, try to solve them, you know, and just keep a good mind state, man, with everything, man. I love it. Um, yeah, that was fantastic. What a, what um. All right, so if, if, if anyone wants to reach out to you or, or, or what's, your, what's on your business card? What, what you- uh, my business card, only business card I have is for all-around removal. That's my interior demolition and clean-out service. My number's the same for each. You know, it's been the same for 20 years, 267-210-9374. Um, I do have the real estate company that we buy and sell houses and that we do buy and hold properties with. Um, if anybody has any properties they're looking to sell, wholesale, agents, foreclosures, asset managers, you know, if they make sense, I'm willing to buy anything that makes sense. Um, I do have the tax office. You guys don't know about that. I own a ta- part of a tax office down in Warminster. Oh, nice. That we do daily bookkeeping, um, business management, quarterly filings, and things like that. Okay. Um, and you guys do know about the PAC 
we do got the book bag drive coming up at the end of this month. Yes. Um, we did step it up this year. We bought 1,250 book bags for local kids in the community. 1,250? So 1,250 book bags. Wow. There you go. I yeah. love it. So every year we just trying to push it, man. Yeah. You know, that's me and Antoine Lovelace, the non-for-profit that we set up. Um, it's called the PAC. It stands for Perseverance Against All Circumstances. Um, and our ultimate goal with that, like I told you, is to have the rec center implement job skills and training to get these. The basic thing I really want to help is underprivileged kids and battered women. Yeah. Because um, those are two things that I'm very passionate about. Yeah. Um, it's just like I really want to get these kids to understand that, like, you just don't have to go to college to make it, man. Yeah. yeah. Like, I just want them to understand that. I just really want to stress it. And, like, if, if if they know college isn't for them, like, I'm trying to get these kids to trade at 9 and 10 years old. Right. I don't care if it's picking trash, collecting cans, being a recycler, learning how to cut hair. Yeah. Learning how to sweep hair up. Yeah. Like you, in order to be a boss, you got to understand every part of the process. So if you want right. to be the best barber, you got to understand every part of that shop. Absolutely. What's the best way to get in there? Get in there and start sweeping floor. Yeah. You know what they say? When you're in a barber shop, eventually you're going to get a haircut. Yeah. Or you're going to learn how to cut. Right. So <laughs> it's just like everything else. I just tell people, whatever you want to do, man, just get around somebody that inspires you. Get around somebody that's going to be receptive to you. It's not going to always be your family. It's not going to always be your friend. Just get around somebody that believes in you more than you believe in yourself. Because when you have that moments of unclear focus and vision, I just want you to keep pushing, man. Because everybody's great. You're great. I'm great. I love everybody. Love conquers all in my world. And we all have value. And I just want everybody around me to bring theirs out and let the community see it and just add it wherever they can. I love it. Absolutely. All right, so there you have it, folks. Uh, we like to wrap things up with quotes, and the first one is by Winston Churchill. The pessimist sees difficulty in every opportunity. The optimist sees opportunity in every difficulty, uh, which tails in perfectly with you know what, what you were talking about the, in the show. And the second one is Helen Keller. Security is mostly a superstition. Life is either a daring adventure or nothing. So there you have it, real estate investing. In this episode, we have special guest Dante Reeves. We cover topics that range from property management, investment properties, flipping, fixer-uppers, and much more. We wrap the episode up with quotes from Winston Churchill and Helen Keller. Awesome. Guys, thanks again for joining us. The Rotated Views podcast was produced for self-development purposes. Huge shout out to our sponsors. This episode is brought to you by the Blessed Lifestyle brand. That is BL3SSED.com. Also sponsored by The Motivation Files Unleashed. This motivational mixtape will be your fuel for success. Available on all platforms. Guys, don't forget to visit the website, JimmyLeeVelez.com. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Rotated Views. If you have any inquiries or questions, email us at info at JimmyLeeVelez.com. On behalf of myself and the rest of the crew, we wish you massive success. Stay blessed.